What's up, guys? This is Bradley. I wanted to tell you about a company that I really, really like, ePay Policy. They completely saved my tail on a case last week. As many of you know, I started my independent insurance agency with a lot of questions, concerns. I didn't know what I didn't know, and that proved true when I wrote my first agency build homeowner's policy. I write this policy, and the client tells me, all right, let me pay you with a credit card. I'm like, uh... How do I take a credit card payment? And guess what, guys? Square and PayPal, it's against their terms of service for you to use it for an insurance premium. God forbid somebody pay you and then you end up not getting that payment. So in came ePay policy. They completely saved the day for me, got me signed up within 24 hours. They provide the simplest solution for your agency to collect credit card and ACH payments while finally putting a stop to chasing those paper checks around. I don't want to be in the collection business. I want to be in the insurance business. With ePay policy, you pass the processing fees onto the client, keeping your bottom line intact while providing an added convenience to your clients of accepting digital payments. The page that you send the client for them to make the payment is branded and tailored to your agency. Mine has my logo. And when it comes to reconcile, their accounting dashboard keeps the process clean and simple, and they integrate with all the major management systems, including mine, at no extra cost. Look, they know how busy you and your clients are. They provide the simplest solution for your agency to collect credit card and ACH payments while finally putting a stop to chasing paper checks. There's no contract, no setup fee, no hidden costs. It takes less than five minutes to sign up, and they'll have you up and collecting digital payments within 24 hours like they did for me. Give ePay Policy a call or hit them up online at ePayPolicy.com and let them know that the insurance guy sent you. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first team All-American, rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm great, Scott. How are you today? Man, I am fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, I am in Mobile, Alabama. Bradley, I am a completely different person in sunny weather. I was telling <laughs> I was telling my wife this the other day. I don't know what it is, uh, and I know our guest is down in South Florida right now. We're going to bring him on in just a second. But when I get in sunny weather, I'm just a completely different guy. Maybe I just need to move to Arizona or California and live in San Diego for the rest of my life. I don't know. Uh, could we, Johnny, could we figure out how to do the podcast remotely from San Diego somehow? <laughs> Johnny says it can all be done, folks. It can all be done. Guys, I'm excited to have our guest on the podcast today. Before we get started, our Why don't you mid- see if Mike Stromso has a guest house? You just live with him. That is the greatest idea you have ever. (laughs) Bradley Flowers just gave out the greatest idea he has ever had in his entire life. How about I don't live in the guest house and I just live in the guest bedroom at Mike's house? (laughs) And like every morning he gets up and he just sees me in my tidy whities. You say insurance agents. (laughs) (laughs) Me, hey Strom. So if you're listening to this right now, here's here's a mental image I want you to burn into your mind. You passing by the kitchen after you just had a 15-mile bike ride at 4.30 in the morning, and all you're wanting to do is go in there and get some smart water out of the refrigerator, and here comes Howell in his tidy whities going to drink orange juice out of the carton in your in your refrigerator. Think about that for a little while this week. 
and try and try to maintain a positive <laughs> attitude when you do that. So I wish this was one of those times where the audio messed up and we ha- we could take that out. <laughs> Guys, hey, listen. Our mission on this podcast is every time we come on here, we want to help you agents in any way we can. And and we we go across a lot of different subjects. I know some things it may seem like, you know, we may be a little redundant on, but but guys, yesterday we did the trilogy podcast with the Facebook management group. We were fortunate enough to have Mr. Patrick Romy down here in Mobile, who I, I believe had probably the time of his life while he was here. I think here. so. I think so. Um, and so, you know, I know it's like, well, y'all have already done a podcast on Facebook, you know, video, Facebook stuff. And I'm like, dude, when you get the chance to have the guy down here, the guy yeah. in the insurance space that's working on, you know, stuff mm-hmm. for the insurance industry, Dude, you gotta you gotta get so, on there and get after it. To tell a funny story, you know, obviously Patrick Patrick got put to the ringer yesterday because he landed in Mobile and we were go go go, yeah, you know, all ten, day. Ten thirty the night before he landed, I yeah, believe. No, uh, twelve thirty. And um, ouch! After several delays, so we go to dinner last night. We organized a dinner with several local local influencers and, and insurance agents to just have you know connect with him, which is what he wanted us to do. And dinner ran a little bit long. We were all exhausted. And it was about 9.45, I think, when we got back to the car. And I was like, okay, man, I'll, I'll see you guys later. And Scott's like, me and Patrick are going to the bar. <laughs> and Patrick's like, what? what? In the back seat. He, he said something like, uh, can you can you kind of like, give me some info on what yeah, we're Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> and so, Don't worry about it, Patrick. Just stay in the back seat. <laughs> so anyway, I ended up joining them at yes, the bar. Yes. Um, anyway. You know, I'm going to say this. For a guy from Chicago that works in the space that he works in, to have to sit here for seven hours while I aggressively stare at him and just with your sunglasses and on. just wear him out with questions. I mean, laser beam focused, two feet away from him, just just stink eyeing him all day yesterday and and talking to him. I, I think he he left here with an appreciation of how difficult it is to do that and stay on point and stay that mm. mentally alert for that long. I think that was one of the things he probably took from this was, man, that, that was a long day right there. I mean, that was, that was a lot, but yeah, I agree, man. I loved having him here. He's, he is a great guy, you know, not only probably a great employee. I know he's a great employee for Facebook uh, and part of that team, but he's also a great person too. So, well, guys, listen, we, we've got a very special guest on the day show, and I'm really looking forward to talking to him. Number one, because he's a friend of mine, and I've gotten to spend a little bit of time with him down at Elevate 2019. So without further ado, let's, let me bring my guest on today, guys. He was born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, he currently lives in Mandeville, Louisiana. He's a graduate of Brother Martin High School and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. He is married to the beautiful Janae Emerson Hoyer, and they have not one, not two, but three beautiful babies, Vivian 15, Joe 8, and and I love this name more than it. Bradley, if you have a baby girl again sometime, I want you to name her this name. It's Emmy Bay. Okay. Love that so much. One year old, so I know he's got his hands full. Guys, he is a 13-year veteran of the insurance industry and transitioned from the captive side of the agency world in, 20, in 2008 and has been an independent agent since that time. He's developed a niche market in cyber insurance, hint, hint, what we're going to be talking about. And in the summer of 2018, he created the first live insurance talk show on Instagram called The Insurance Scramble. I've actually heard a few of these episodes. It's a great show. Absolutely, and he's got some really good guests, too. 
The show airs on Saturday mornings and serves to create raw and honest insurance conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the other incomparable Mr. Joe Hollier. How you doing, Joe? Hey, Scott. How you doing, buddy? Great to be here. Hey, uh, real quick, I want to offer you a uh, second recommendation. Uh, South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, to be mm, I'm gonna write precise, that, that is down. a fantastic location to do a podcast. I, I'm, I'm actually considering moving my show here. Uh, listen, but you uh, have hurricanes there, though, man. Yeah, but not, well, once every 10 yeah, years. Yeah, but how often is that? Exactly. Really? Exactly. Uh, and, 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 you know hey, and, and, hey, here's the beautiful thing about that, too, Joe is, uh, yeah, we have hurricanes, but at least you get like a week's notice so you can get out of town. How That's, about true. That? That's right. That's true. That's right. Let me, let me tell you guys this. I'm, right now I'm sitting by a marina. I'm looking at boats, water, palm trees, and sunshine. And uh, you talk about being in a happier place when the sun's out. Uh, you add palm trees and water to that mix, and I, I couldn't be happier. Oh, oh, and, and to be on this podcast. I mean, it's like a grand right. slam today. Dude, thank you so much for saying that. And I want to tell you again how much I appreciate you being on the show. So do me, do me a favor real quick. I want you to jump in the passenger seat of my DeLorean. I'm going to, I'm going to pick you up like I did Patrick last night and take you out. Go back in time. Talk a little bit about how you got started in the insurance, uh, insurance world and bring us back forward to today. Sure. It started right after a catastrophe. So Hurricane Katrina hit. 2005, I was uh, upended and wound up in Dallas, Texas for about two months mm-hmm. while, you know, we're trying to figure out our lives and jobs. Uh, I was no longer uh, employed because the business was shut down indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in a restaurant and, and, and hospitality industry at that point. And a couple months uh, later, I made my way back home to New Orleans, kind of took some odd jobs. But my uncle at the time, who was a triple A captive uh said why don't you why don't you come into the insurance business and i uh, you know vehemently objected that idea did mm. not want anything to do with the idea of being an insurance guy <laughs> <laughs> but he laid it out real nicely for me on the opportunities and, mm. and kind of where you can go from mm. startup to being your own agent and uh and more importantly having a family and a career so uh i eventually took the bait on that worked with him for about two years as uh, in the captive world with AAA and uh, realized that, you know what, I wanted to go out on my own and just uh, have more options. And I really like what the independent space offered. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, jump from there and um, haven't looked back since. You know, I've been a personal lines guy for the most part uh, for most of my insurance career. But mm-hmm. uh, as I've gotten older and hopefully a little smarter, realize that there's there's things I'm really more interested in and, and more passionate about that I want to follow up on and, and learn and sell because when you I can think when you have a love for something the selling part comes easy um, uh, absolutely I and, couldn't uh, agree more so that's kind of where I, I've that was kind of my trajectory over the last 13 years and you know funny enough 13 years later I love insurance more now than I ever have and uh, I couldn't say that five years ago. Right, right. Do you think? Do you think, Joe? Part of that relates to, and, and I, I touched on this a little bit yesterday while we had had Patrick uh, Romy with Facebook here in town with us. You know, there's there's been this advent, in my opinion, over the last few years, uh, specifically with all these podcasts that are coming out in the industry. Uh, seems to be, in terms of agency force, uh, especially on the independent side more togetherness, more free flow of information. Do you think that's part of what's, you know, added to you kind of being more, 
uh, or yes. I, I should say happier with the industry as a whole? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't have said it better than that. Togetherness is a great word for it. I right. think now, because I think for a long time, we were basically uh, uh, the summary or, or, you know, we existed in, in, in the environment that we were in. So exactly. if you were in an office that, that thrived or didn't thrive, you mm. were just a, a product of that office. Exactly. Right? And that network and maybe your local community, depending right. on how much you did outreach. But now I feel like there's so much more networking and mm-hmm. communication and conversations. Mm-hmm. And whether it's through podcast or, or, or insurance scramble or conferences or just mm-hmm. hanging out at, at dinner, you know, with you guys and elevate, you have this unprecedented camaraderie. That's mm-hmm. that's that, that that it's palpable now for me. And sure. I'm sure it is for a lot of folks where you just feel like. You're not in it for yourself anymore. You're in it for everybody in your network and your peers, you know, and uh, that's that's just has so much more value to me now. You know, what's funny about it, as you sit here talking, I'm just thinking through that. And, you know, for the guys that got into the business back in like the the mid to late 70s and even the early 80s, you know, they're kind of reaching that point now where they have a mature agency and they're, and they're kind of starting to think about succession plans and, and, and the next chapter of their life. But, you know, throughout that time period, all the way through the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, the early two thousands, and even up to a couple of years ago, I think I would compare it. I think the most accurate description I can give it is it was almost like being in a, uh, in a loveless kind of marriage where exactly what you just said there, you, you were in your agency and maybe you knew a few agents in your little town or big town that you lived in that you were, you could call on and, and, and talk to. But beyond that, that was about it, right? I mean, that was pretty right. much it in the industry. And I yes, think, I-, I think for guys like you and to some degree myself, I, I, I think, uh, I think this, this new revolution that we've created. And when I say we, I don't mean like Scott and Bradley. We're just a small part of that. But, you know, the totality of, of all the different insurance scrambles and the Ryan Hanleys and the Jason Casses and all Joey, the Chris Paradiso's and the Mike Stromso's and all these people that, you know, are beating the drum as loud as they can possibly beat it that we all need to help each other. I think Paradiso is probably the one that I can think of that does the best job of that. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. we we all need to we need we need to come together and unite instead of sitting in our little office somewhere and talking to an agent three times a year down the street. Uh, yeah. But I think I think all of that has has really helped a lot of guys like you and I to kind of get recharged in the industry. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, totally makes sense. And I, I, I'm shaking my head and not in my head because, you know, to me, it's like you, you, you might be in an office traditionally for a long time and you're kind of stuck with the team you're on, right? right. You might care a lot and then you might have five other people that don't give a crap about their job or don't like insurance business or just doing it to get a paycheck. Right. But the, the, the beauty of, of, social media and, and being able to network like we do now right you start you're able to find the people that care about what they're doing they're motivated they want to motivate you and i give credit to joey and agency nation too right uh about just the whole aspect of bringing people together they sure. figured out a way to bring people together and get them fired up right about whatever's going to develop in this in this industry having that kind of mutual support versus mm-hmm. a, a stale or stagnant environment. I mean, you might've gotten lucky and landed in a good agency or, or created your own amazing agency, but chances are, you know, you're working with a group of people where a large percentage didn't really, 
give give two craps about insurance and and got you know kind of worn out on it over time mm-hmm. and i'm like i can say a lot of the folks i work with they've been in it for 15 years plus right they're just they're they're done you know right. they're baked but now I, I feel this this resurrection of just excitement and energy and that's that's what's exciting about it because now you have a lot of people like all the ones you guys just named including you guys that are you know they really care about what's going to happen and it's just evident every week through your energy that you know, this is uh, this is going to be uh, an interesting next decade coming up here. Absolutely. So, so let's move on to our topic of conversation today, and I'm very interested in talking to you about this. So today, guys, we're going to talk about cyber. Cyber insurance is is one of those hot button topics in the insurance industry. It has been for a few years, especially among commercial agencies where you have you know businesses that can truly be affected by this and, and, and in some cases could actually be put out of business if if the if, if somebody breaks into their system and, and gets client information and they're not covered so so Joe tell us a little bit how you got into cyber where you are with it today and what you see as the future of it yes so cyber and you know I'll start with this. Cyber can be a very complex, confusing term in and of itself. And it carries such a big, broad stroke of what, you know, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think for a lot of companies or or people, they just, you know, they kind of look at cyber, think about cyber. Okay. If I get hacked and and somebody gets my information, are they going to steal it and create an identity? Are they going to do this? So first and foremost, I, I think the one aspect that needs to, to kind of shift is how it's perceived you know instead of saying cyber you can say hackers people know what hackers are people know that there's people out there uh criminals out there who want to steal from you um it's just it's just on a different platform now right so we're all connected they want to get in our information our money or our personal info or health records so to understand cyber you kind of have to know what they're what they're what they're looking for and i can tell you I find it really intriguing and fascinating because one, this is something, you know, that aligns with insurance. You want to protect yourself because there are things you can do to, to prevent, you know, hackers from getting through. Right. There's software that you can have. You can teach your team how to be more resilient, but you're never going to be a hundred percent secure. Right. And because of that, you need to be protected. I mean, if, you, if you're a small to medium sized business, you have assets you want protected. So that aligns with, with, a product to sell. What I love about it is that it's ever evolving. It's not something that stays the same. It's something that requires a lot of attention. And somehow it, it, it has just fired me up to constantly want to keep up with this because mm-hmm. somebody needs to be doing this. <laughs> and and there, there, there's people that are doing it. Don't get me wrong. But on, on the insurance, just in the insurance picture, we need to have more folks who are paying attention to how the risks are evolving. And what those coverages or policies are, because cyber, for, for most of the policy forms that you've seen for a while, you might have some cyber coverage or some data breach coverage. But when you really dig in and start to understand the coverages, you're going to quickly realize you have very limited coverage. Uh, and then some, in a lot of cases, no coverage for, you know, things like business interruption and, and uh, asset funds transferred uh, fraudulently and things like that. So I think. What we as agents in the insurance space need to do is, if, if nothing else, learn how to simplify cyber, learn what the coverages are, because at some point, and we might not be there yet, but at some point, 
it's going to go from being a coverage. Oh yeah, I know I should have it, but I'm not convinced. That's that's, to, where, that's where it is now. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, where it right. is now. And I feel like in a couple years, maybe less, but I feel like within the next one to three years, it's going to be one of those. I can't believe you don't have cyber. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think the future is going to be big in that market. But first and foremost, you have to know what you're selling because yeah. when you're looking at the impact a cyber attack can have on a small to medium sized business, 60% small businesses don't recover when they're, when they're attacked. That's well, a huge number. Is there a, and I haven't been in the industry long enough, been in 10 years. Is there a coverage that came into play years ago that we can sort of compare to uh, cyber that, you know, I, I don't know what people it would, didn't it, think they needed personal articles policy. So, you know, not even not that, but something to that effect or an endorsement that people didn't think they needed. And then a few years down the road, it's like, holy crap, we have to have that. It, right. Is there anything not, that that's comparable to? And I know that it's not on a net net level because cyber is so new. I mean, the Internet is finally reaching maturity. It's moving so fast. But yeah. is there anything you think, Joe, that, that it's comparable to? I don't. Not that has that level of impact, um, because the thing with cyber is if you get hit, you can be destroyed. I'm, I'm just trying to brainstorm a little bit and think about, you know, coverages, personal articles. Yeah, that, that could be uh, a similar type of what type of company. But it doesn't destroy you about. if you. Well, but, I, let, I listen, mean, listen, I, hey, here's my thing on it. Let, let's take any insurance coverage that people all have now. OK, I'm, I'm sure back in the day. I don't know when, but at some point people were building houses and didn't have homeowners insurance. Yeah. And one day some, some bitch's house burned down and they were like, Hey, we probably need but, to but I mean, invent some insurance here. here. Here's, yeah. a, here's the thing though. It's, it's, it goes back to the whole life insurance sales, uh, a tactic of, the, the, well, the goose that lays the golden egg. Yeah. Right. You want to insure the goose or you want to insure the egg. Right. And if you look at things from the big picture, mm-hmm. losing your house overall, is not going to be as bad as going out of business. Right. Because exactly. you know, you know what I mean? If you look at it that way, I mean cyber it, cyber could be down the road if not today, the most important policy you could have. And I know as a business owner myself, I mean from a just a PR perspective, I am mortified of of something like that happening to me. That's exactly it, Bradley. And you know what? If you look at it that way, I mean, I feel like even right now in this moment, cyber is more important than your general liability policy. Mm, mm. I mean, you talk about if you get if somebody gets into your system and, you know, just completely annihilates it and you don't have the kind of coverage it takes to recover. Mm. I mean, you're not you're not in a place where you could just rebuild your business. Right. Um, you're going to be done. Maybe. And, hey, maybe uh, that, Joe, maybe that's the selling point right there. You're looking at the business yeah. equivalent of the witness protection program. You are right, you are starting right. another oh, bi- yeah. you're starting another that. business under another name, and then you can you cannot build your personal brand at all. Right. It's that right. that that business <laughs> is gone. Right. I and, don't mean to, I don't mean to paint yeah I don't mean to paint such a doomsday scenario, but it really is. And the reality is, like I said, that number sixty percent is real. Sixty percent of small to medium sized businesses don't recover, and the uh, the average. Uh, expense for uh, a, a well thought out, well executed cyber attack is about one point six mm-hmm. million dollars to a business. Yeah. So, you know, when you look when you're putting that up against a fire policy or uh, I don't know, a general liability right. policy, just the uh, just the residual impact a cyber attack could have is is yeah. I mean, it's real. And until you see it up close, 
a lot of folks aren't buying into it. The thing, know? the thing is too. I mean, is you know, how many freaking contractors have a GL claim a year and nobody hears about it? Mm-hmm. You you get hacked and, and put out fifteen hundred people's socials, dates of birth, addresses, names, kids' names out there. You're you're top of the news story more than likely in your yeah, town. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and you know what? A lot of it, a lot of them don't even report them because because of the fear of reputation. The ramifications. Harm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. I had a. I had a small carrier one time tell me, I can't remember the exact number, but they said, guess, guess how many attempted breaches, this is a carrier now, guess how many attempted breaches we have a day? 50. It was I'm more, say about 1,500. It was more like 900. Yeah. Now that is maybe skewed a little bit. That may be perceiving things that there's a 1% chance that that could be phishing, that could be a breach, you know what I mean, right. up right. to major attacks, you know, and, and uh, me and the, the VP of this company were having this conversation, who, that's who told me this, and I said, you know, you guys have one Target episode, right. what happened to Target, Right. You, you're done. Yeah. I mean, right. you're, and I wasn't making the argument for cyber, I mean, really, honestly, to the listeners, this sort of, you know, the, the concept of cyber liability came on in, in my head when I started talking to Joe, but uh, we were just talking about, you know, how devastating that would be to an insurance company, let alone an agency. Right. There's, you can stack a policy now to get coverages for things like reputational harm. I mean, a lot of your expenses are going to come when you need to notify people that their information was hacked. Um, and then, you know, you got to bring in forensics teams to not only stop, the, you know, hammers the, the damage, but figure out if you can get some of your stuff back. So that's where, you know, something like $500 an hour. That's where a lot of your expenses are going to come in, you know, on the, on the, on the front end. Uh, but it's it's one of these things that I'm trying, I'm trying to find an analogy here that until you see it right up in front of you, people aren't paying attention to it. Until it affects you or your friend, you're not going to really pay attention to it. So two things I'll say, Joe. Number one, I've got a five-hour drive back to Huntsville this afternoon at 12 noon. On my way home, I have to call Nationwide and file an identity theft claim on myself. I've had a mm. uh, somebody in an apartment in really? New, in apartment in New Jersey has tried to take out a uh, a loan in my name and had most oh. of my information. It's on on my credit report, and then uh, and then I, uh, Capital One called me about a month ago and they said, "Hey, we just shipped your new card to Florida." And I said, I don't freaking live in Florida, assholes. They're sending it to Joe. And, and, yeah, <laughs> He's exactly. down there. And so it's a grand plan for Joe to be right. the one who hacks everyone. Well, and the thing, and the thing Thank about you very it, much. And have the, a good day. Yeah, and the thing about it that was so interesting to me was uh, I've had multiple multiple people take out credit cards in my name and and, and try to steal or steal my identity. They have my social. They have all this information and. So about a year ago, I, I called Capital One and I had them send me over to, I believe it was TransUnion, one of the three big credit reporting agencies. And I got put on, you know, the seven year watch list. Basically, when somebody tries, even, even like for instance, when I took out a mortgage, they had a, a department that had to call me on a recorded conversation and, you know, verify that I wanted to take out this mortgage, right? So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be filing an identity theft claim today on myself, uh, with all that's happened. But the thing that I want agents to take away from this, from this podcast, if there's one, one thing that I want them to understand, and Joe, you can help me out with this. You've already talked a little bit about this, but as it relates to cyber and 
you know, business insurance. Uh, I'll use myself as an example. I have a, a BOP, a business owner's policy written through nationwide insurance. As an endorsement to that policy, I have cyber coverage on uh, as an endorsement on that policy. It is a joke, right? It is an absolute joke what I have. It's like, I don't remember the specifics, but talk a little bit about the difference between using a bolt-on endorsement on a, on a policy and how different that can be from getting a really good standalone cyber policy. And, and then I also want you to talk about the differences in all these policies, because if you really look down into the policy language, all of these cyber policies, you can see some pretty damn big differences, can't you? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and I think, you know, I'm going to first say, I think, carrier's intentions with being able to endorse a policy with cyber coverage was to just try to extend that liability right to some degree but as you as you guys know seasoned veterans that's going to be a broad stroke with limited coverage and mm-hmm. i'll tell you why and i'm sure you can guess this carriers are really afraid to open that pandora's box and say okay we're going to cover any cyber related event exactly uh because that's like writing a, a, a blank check carriers and are afraid to do anything <laughs> not at all not at all i misspoke you might want to edit that out so if you look at it from that perspective then you look at your policy okay yeah you're going to have and with an endorsement what i'm finding in general is you're going to have some data breach coverage okay say you get hacked and they get into your data you might have, you know, 25,000 or 250,000 in coverage to recover that data. And it's typically very general language and it's going to have exclusions. It's going to be based or I'm just speaking generally. I don't know how nationwide does it, but I'm just saying based on, based on what I've seen, you're going to have um, some coverage, but you're not, it's not going to address the different layers of data recovery and business rebuilding that you're really going to need mm-hmm. um, when it comes down, when push comes to shove, if it happens. So, you know, yes, it is some coverage. The thing that I would uh, kind of implore agents to do is get to, you know, get with a carrier. I found a couple of carriers and I'll, I'll say it uh, on air, uh, Evolve and, and Corvus. Evolve is a startup out of, um, out of California, San Francisco, uh, but they're ex Lloyd's underwriters. Um, they're really well connected with Lloyd's products and policies, and they have taken coverage understanding to a level I haven't seen with any carrier. I mean, they they will sit there with me for a couple of hours and go through coverage by coverage. I can send them a policy, and they will break it out for me what a co- what a what a business currently has and where all the other exposures exist. And so, what what does that mean, right? So and what was that company it, name again, Joe? I want to write that down myself. Evolve. Okay. Um, and then there's Corvus, who also has a smart cyber product, and they're really great. And um, spell 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 Corvus. Corvus. C O R V U S. Okay. They're also uh, just kind of one of these. To me, uh, they they focus on cargo and cyber, but cyber is a big product for them. Evolve is cyber only, so their their head is in the game on every aspect of cyber, and the, the experience you get as an agent and the way they, they just educate you is phenomenal. Uh, and, and so and are these, do these policies, because I know there's some cyber companies out there that offer really, really good standalone cyber policies, but the caveat to that is you have to use their cyber software on your computer. Um, 
you don't. In okay. fact, I don't. I have not written through Corvus. I have written policies through Evolve. Uh-huh. They offer free software if you would like to use it as a customer, right? For prevention and monitoring and fish testing. There's different. There's different uh, exercises that you can run with your staff, mm-hmm. and there's different things you can set up to monitor to try to detect threats in real time more uh, adequately or accurately. Excuse me. So you, they do give you that option to use those things, but it is no, not a requirement in gotcha. the least. So gotcha. the best part about it, and I'll, I'll continue to repeat this a little bit, but it's, it's just the education piece. You right. know, you get to understand where coverage starts and ends and policies mm-hmm. and where it really matters to the pain points that your businesses need, you know, your clients need to know about because it's not just, you know, losing data and, and paying for uh, the expense of shutting that virus down, you're going to have a need for a lot more coverage in terms of notifying the clients, getting the forensics team and getting the clients that were affected onto a monitoring program because you're going to be required to make sure that their their credit and stuff is being monitored once it's been hacked. Right. Um, and then there's laws and regulations. I mean, you can have to pay fines based on where you are if there's a breach uh, on your system. And, you know, beyond that, you know, you got business interruption. I mean, there's businesses that might go down for 60 to 120 days because their system is completely, you know, right. annihilated, depending on how big you are, depending on how quick it, 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 it spreads. Uh, but here's the thing, too. In just about every instance, I would say I think it's 80 to 90 percent of the time uh, humans are the factor or the reason hackers get in. Mm. Human error. Is the number one by far the number mm-hmm. one reason somebody gets into your system? Yeah, opening so, up, opening up an email they're not supposed to, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that that's yeah. the common one. And you know, you can you can buy. Well, there's a lot of prevention mechanisms and software mm-hmm. that exist that you can use to to try to detect and prevent things from getting through. And that software, it's it's gotten really fine tuned and it works well in a lot of cases. Uh, but humans are humans, and they're going to make mistakes, and they're going to. They're right. going to click on things or, or, you know, get distracted for a minute, put a thumb drive into a system at a USB port that doesn't belong in there, and it very quickly turns uh, messy. Well, I can promise you this. In July of 2020, when we go fully, fully independent at that time, I will definitely have a standalone cyber policy, and I appreciate you sharing those two companies with us. Yeah, Guys, if you want to learn more, evolve. I'm sure it's evolve.com, E-V-O-L-V-E. Give it a Google, as I like to say. Yeah, uh, the other was, was Corvus, C-O-R-V-U-S. Two companies yep. to definitely look into. Joe, before I let you go, I want to talk a little bit about our show on Instagram. I know that this was something that you created in the summer of 2018. Give me a little background on that and talk a little bit about your uh, about your show that you've got on Instagram. Yeah, funny enough, um, it was after the first elevator I went to in 2017 that I really started to appreciate uh, what we were talking about earlier with all the networking and everybody's just trying to figure out, you know, back then, a couple years ago, a lot of the conversation was, you know, insurtech's going to disrupt our agencies or, right. our, you know, our lives that, you know, we're doomed. We got to find, a, you know, we either, we either adapt to insurtech or we're done. So back then, I was like, you know, it just, just feels like a scramble. Like everybody's trying to figure out where their head is, what they're going to do. Um, so I said, you know what? I want to get online and just try to hear other people's stories, what they're doing, what they're going through. Um, you know, if I get five viewers a week or whatever, it doesn't matter. I just want to connect with a few people and see, you know, kind of hear their stories. It's kind of an extension of what I got at Elevate, which is where people's heads were at that time. And it took me, you know, it took me a little while to figure that out and do it. But 
once I started doing it, I came to really appreciate the value of just talking to other people. Um, and live, the component of live and why I kind of kept it live is because it allows for honesty and just uh, more rawness than you're going to get, I feel, um, in, a, in an edited conversation. Mm-hmm. So, and that's something that has, for me has been really uh, valuable. I love the, I love the, the facet of, watching somebody answer a question and then go off on a tangent and tell me something honest and true mm-hmm. to them. And that's been uh, some of my favorite moments. Also, there's sure. some, there's obviously some white space there with it being the only live insurance show right? from a marketing standpoint. But, but also like myself, I love my favorite part of Saturday mornings is I cook breakfast and I watch Joe on the insurance scramble. Are that, you serious? I, yeah, literally. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, may, that makes my year, Bradley. Yeah. I, I try not to miss it. If I miss one man, it's because I overslept. Usually, usually Saturday is the only day that I get up after five a.m. Can, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Is there any moment in time in your life when you are awake that you're not thinking about insurance? Ever? Probably not. Probably, probably not. not. Me too. Like, like, <laughs> like last night, I looked down the table and I'm just like watching all these people carrying on conversation, and there's Bradley down there talking about some damn insurance thing. I'm like. <laughs> Does he ever talk about anything but insurance ever, ever? That's, that's why That's why me and my wife are perfect together because yes, she does it too. Same way, yeah. It's so, amazing. Our friends that don't sell insurance are just like sitting there rolling their eyes when we're like at dinner or whatever. They're just like, oh, my God. Hey, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell everybody, agents that are listening to this right now, hey, I know for a fact because I've listened to a couple of these episodes, Joe's got some of the same guests on that we've had on. I, I know Aaron Nutting was on recently. Uh, Ryan Hanley's been on that show. There's a bunch of different folks that have been on that show, and I'm going to start listening to those episodes. Jared Bellman, well. yeah. So, so Scott Scott's going to be on that show. Oh, now I don't oh, know about no. that. You don't want you don't you, want you hair don't, hair don't. straight up in the air six a.m. Scott. No, do you? you don't. I want. That's exactly. Seth Zaremba got a good dose of that. Yes, the other day. he did. Yes, he did. Guys, I want you to start listening to the insurance scramble, and I'm going to tell you how to go listen to it. Open up your Instagram. I know you all have it on your home screen, on your phone that is surgically attached to your arm. And go to at the Insurance Scramble Live. At the Insurance Scramble Live on Instagram. And go give my my friend and great American, Joe, a, uh, a listen the next time you get a chance. Joe, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you being on the show today, man. I, it really means a lot to me. Same here. It's such a pleasure to talk to you guys on a regular basis, and this is a, a true, true blessing to be on today. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna give you a little happy to end the show with. So in the next, I, I've been super busy the last three or four months. Hadn't really had any wife, wife, husband time here lately. But I'm, I'm about to plan a trip down to stay at the Westin on, uh, I believe it's on Royal Street down in New Orleans here in the next month or two. Awesome. And uh, when I come Where are you down, going back to New Orleans. Oh, well, this time to have okay to, to okay. have fun and do fun stuff. <laughs> but um, when I come down there, I am going to call you, and we, you and I, are going to get together for lunch, drinks, coffee, whatever. When I'm down there, I'd like to see you again, spend some time with you. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, if you have if you have a little bit, I don't want to take up too much of your trip time, but if you have a day, we should try to go fishing. Oh, uh, love that. I'd love that. But, uh, if nothing else, definitely coffee or lunch or drinks or yeah, all of it. Absolutely. Well, hey, I want to say again how much we appreciate you being on here. I'm going to go ahead and close this thing out. Guys, listen, 
I know cyber's not real sexy. I know it can be boring and your eyes glass over. But if you sell, especially if you sell commercial insurance, guys, uh, and you're and you're dealing with retail establishments online, if you're selling to online establishments, anybody that has a pretty big customer base that keeps stuff on a computer that has you know management systems, I'm sorry, but we're just we're at the point where you got to have it. You just got to have it. So. Uh, before you just don't do your research and don't get educated, remember this. If you're just bolting on an endorsement on some bot policy that you've got for them, you may, you may be selling that client way short on what they need in terms of cyber. And you need to look at these standalone cyber policies that offer like a hundred times more coverage than what you're giving them. But, uh, Joe, I really appreciate you being on the show. Listen, guys, get your ass out there behind that desk today and go out in the big bad world and go sell insurance. Make money for your family. Make money for your husband, for your wife, for your kids. And remember this, rewards come from action, not discussion. Quit talking and go do. Write good business for the companies that you represent and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flower, I love you. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Joe. Hey, guys. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Hey, guys, you're listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we'll be back real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of The Insurance Guys. Take care.